Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study on the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Only the Holy Spirit, here's the point, only the Holy Spirit can teach you and you can learn. Now, what I do and what pastors should be doing is kind of facilitating uh, the environment and, and giving you the information that, 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 that you can grab hold of. But it's the Holy Spirit that reveals it. Am I making sense? It's the Holy Spirit that reveals it to you. You ever like? The pastor's teaching something or somebody's teaching something and you just go, oh, yeah, I get it. That was the spirit of God. I don't care how great a pastor you are. I don't care how great a teacher you are. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches you. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals the deep things of God unto you. It is the Holy Spirit who teaches us how to worship God. The Holy Spirit is our divine instructor. Can you write that down? Our divine instructor, John chapter 16, if you like, go there. Look, just two chapters over. In John chapter 16, right about verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you the things to come. John 16, 14. And he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine And declare it to you. Do you know the spirit receives nothing of himself? Do you know the Holy Spirit doesn't seek glory for himself? If you're still listening to me, say amen. The Holy Spirit does not seek glory for himself. The primary function of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. That's what he does. Short and sweet. The job and the work of the Holy Spirit is to give honor and glory to Jesus. So it has been asked, is it unbiblical to glorify the Holy Spirit? It's been asked. And that is a resounding yes. Yes. It is unbiblical to glorify the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to point you to Jesus. The Holy Spirit's job is to give glory to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is seeking to cause people to worship Jesus. It's the desire of the Spirit to reveal Jesus to men on the day of Pentecost. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, study that sermon. And Peter didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. The main subject of Peter's sermon which, by the way, is one of the greatest sermons ever preached. Arguably, most preachers would agree, Peter's sermon was one of the greatest sermons ever preached. Preachers in seminary learn to preach 
from Peter's preaching there in Acts in, 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 in um, uh, Acts chapter two and three. So it's the greatest sermon. You study that sermon. Peter, again, didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. The main subject of Peter's sermon was Jesus. The spirit is not concerned with glory for himself. The divine instructor is here to point us and to worship Jesus. And then finally, we're talking about the purpose of the Holy Spirit to indwell, to invest, to instruct. And then finally, to inspire, to inspire. John 14, 16 and verse 25, Jesus talks about the helper. That's the Greek word, parakletos, the comforter, helper, advocate, all the same word, meaning someone who stands up for you or stands beside you and upholds you. So when we're discouraged, the Holy Spirit rises up and comforts us. Am I right about it? And reminds us that we belong to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that keeps us running. It's the Holy Spirit that keeps us going. It's the Holy Spirit that keeps us living for Jesus and inspires us to press on for the glory of God. Point number three in our outline, the Holy Spirit fills us time and time again. The Holy Spirit fills us time and time again. Or the Holy Spirit fills us continually. Y'all still with me? Say amen. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, and I want you to look at uh, verse, uh, uh, just one verse, Ephesians chapter 5, we're looking at verse 18, Ephesians 5, 18, and do not be drunk with wine, as a matter of fact, y'all come on, read it with me, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a short verse but a very powerful verse. Ephesians 5.18, and you could write this down in your margins, is the heart of the whole matter. This verse is the key to living a Christian life. It's kind of the bottom line. I mean, you can't walk in humility. You can't walk in unity. You can't walk in the light. You can never love folk unless you are moved, energized, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Say a better amen than that. But be filled, Ephesians 5.18, the last statement, but be filled with the Spirit. In the Greek language, I'm not trying to laden you down with Greek, but this is important. But be filled with the Spirit in the Greek language is written in the imperative mode. The imperative mode. The imperative mode is a verb form that gives a command it reads be being kept filled with the holy spirit in other words continuous saints this isn't a once and for all experience we are to be constantly continually being filled with new filling fresh filling from the holy spirit dl moody one of my favorite quotes, comments from a preacher. D.L. Moody was asked by an irate lady, Mr. Moody, why are you always talking about a fresh filling and being refilled by the Holy Spirit? And Moody said, because I leak. 
Ain't that the truth? We all leak. Some of y'all ain't telling the truth. I'm going to give you one more time. We all leak. Come on. I could keep you here all day in examples on how folk leak. If you ever drive in traffic and somebody cuts you off, you'll start leaking. I'm preaching, right? Remember I told you, please write this down, very important. Being filled with the Spirit isn't a title, it's a condition. Being filled with the Spirit isn't a title, it's a condition. You can't be a Christian without being Spirit-filled. I have been asked, is your church, church your pastor, is it a church that is Spirit-filled? And maybe you've been asked that. Is your church Spirit-filled? Amen, Grandma. Grandma Betty said, "Uh uh-huh, that's right. Because here's the thing, is there any other kind of church? Look, if you're not spirit-filled, then you're not a believer. Then you're not a Christian. I think the the problem is, and I think the rub comes in, where people associate being spirit-filled with like TV preachers. You know what I mean? And they're like doing all kinds of stuff and rolling on the floor and clucking like chickens and bucking like dogs. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. This happens. So all the weird stuff people have seen and they've been told that this is being controlled by the spirit. I think of, I don't know, maybe do you guys remember back in the 90s? I think it was like in the mid 90s. There was a huge revival going on in Florida. And it was called the Brownsville Revival. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The Brownsville. Okay, a few of you. Okay. And um, it was the Brownsville Revival, and there was an evangelist by the name of Rodney Howard Brown. And Rodney Howard Brown, um, he kind of dubbed himself as the Holy Ghost bartender. Now, you know you're doing too much, Okay. The Holy Ghost bartender, and he'd tell you to pull up to the Holy Ghost bar and get a drink of the Holy Spirit. I'm not making this up. This is too good to make up. I mean, I'm not making it up. And he's a Holy Ghost bartender, and he would, the Spirit of God would begin to move. And I mean, there are tens and tens of thousands of people. There are hundreds of thousands of people, I might even say millions, traveling around from the, around the world to go to Brownsville to become a part of this. Anybody know, remember, you remember that? Become a part of the revival. And when the spirit of God would take over, people would start clucking like dogs. I mean, chickens, dogs don't cluck. <laughs> Did y'all know that dogs don't cluck? <laughs> barking like dogs, long two weeks. Barking like dogs and clucking like chickens and crawling around and rolling around, and they claimed that gold dust was coming down from the sky and filling people's teeth. I'm like, well, look, that free dental, I might have to show up, okay? I might have to show up. But this is what they were saying. Many people thought this is what it meant to be spirit-filled. Do I need to state the obvious? This has nothing to do with being controlled by the spirit. Sounds more like being controlled by another spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, that's right. Write it down. Write it down. Being filled with the spirit 
has the idea of being moved by the spirit. Being filled with the spirit simply means to be moved by the spirit. It has the idea of being led, driven and permeated by the Holy Spirit. It means that you're living a life that is led and controlled and directed by the spirit. Side note. And unless you're filled and led and controlled by the Holy Spirit, you're no use to God. You're no use to God. You know, it's like an illustration. Here's an illustration for you. If I had a glove, if I had a glove, listen to me. I had a glove laying here on the pulpit. And I said to the glove, glove, get up and go play the guitar. Now, question, what would the glove do? Absolutely nothing. If I put my hand in the glove and go play the guitar, what happens? Chaos, because I don't know how to play the guitar. Right? But if I point, put my hand in the guitar, here's the point, saints. The glove can't do anything unless I put my hand into it. Watch this. After the glove is used, watch this, and the song is ended, the glove doesn't get prideful. The glove doesn't say, you know what? I can really play. I am, well, I'm a good leather glove. I am really good. The glove doesn't say that, does it? Right? Also, the glove doesn't tell the fingers what to do. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. The glove doesn't tell the finger what to do. The glove just goes with it. Christian, you are the glove. The Holy Spirit is the hand and you're never going to affect anything for God until you allow the Holy Spirit to use your life. Because a glove, again, can't do anything without the hand and the Christian can't do anything without the Holy Spirit and without God. I will wait. I'll wait right there. And you can't do anything. You can't do anything without the energy and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Whenever, listen to me, saints, whenever God wants a job done, he looks for a spirit-filled person. Whenever he wants a job done, I think of Acts chapter 6. Don't you remember, Acts chapter 6, the church is just forming. This is the first church. And the church developed a problem because thousands of people, even on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved immediately. And then we're told in Acts chapter 3, that, or 3, 3, 4, that, that an additional uh, three to 5,000 people got saved. So within like two days, the church is like six, 7,000 people strong. So they developed a problem in the church because they were running out of resources. And they came to the disciples and said, we're running out of resources. And the disciples said, well, we need to assign and pick some men for leadership. Don't you know the story? And the Bible tells us, as the disciples looked for men in leadership, that they were looking for men who were full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Read it. Full of faith and the Holy Spirit. I think of Acts chapter 7, right about verse 55, talking about Stephen. Stephen, the first martyr of the church, he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit. My point is, saints, God can do nothing with your life unless you are filled with the Holy Spirit, unless you are available to the Holy Spirit. And again, that just means to be practical. 
It just means to allow God to, to move your life. In other words, something so something simple and practical. God, God puts on your heart to call somebody on the phone. Don't you understand a phone call can be spirit led? How many times have you ever called somebody and they go, oh, man, your phone calls right on time. Spirit led. Send somebody a card in the mail. Spirit led. Send someone a check. Y'all got mighty quiet there, huh? (laughs) Being spirit led simply means to allow the spirit of God to control your life, to tell you what to do. This is what. We try to do here at Calvary Chapel and we've tried to do for many, many years is to allow the spirit of God to lead us. I have been accused on numerous occasions, quite honestly, that I didn't know what I was doing. People have said, oh, Pastor Roddy don't know what he's doing. He he just winging it. I'm like, yeah. I honestly, I will be the first to tell you, I do not know what I'm doing. I have never known what I was doing from the day. I mean, concerning church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all like you said, real confused, pastor. No, not that confused. But when it comes to the things of God, I do not know what I'm doing. When I came to North Carolina in 1995, I didn't know what I was doing. We didn't know what we were coming to. We didn't know that the Lord was going to use this church in this community. We didn't know that, that, that God was going to, that this church was going to be a church for all people. We had, I had no plans. I had no plan to build a big church. Quite honestly, I didn't even want to be a pastor. I didn't. I, mean, I wanted to sing gospel music and And just do children's ministry or something. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't didn't know that, 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 that this was going to be a diverse church. And I love the fact that this church looks like the kingdom of God. I mean, look around. I mean, look around. Look around. There's black folks and, and white folks and all kind of folk. Nice folk. Not so nice folk. Hallelujah. I didn't know, but I can tell you something. Serving God, that is the best, quite honestly. It's a scary place to be, but it's the best place to be to not know. Because, because, because then God can write the story. So often, now I'm going to wait. Now I'm going to wait. Because so often we, we have our plans. We want to do this and we're going to do that. And we want our church to be this. And we want, you know, we're going to do this. And you, you can't, you know, the, you can make your plans. Don't get me wrong. But you have to learn to lean on the spirit of God to direct your plans. And you got to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you'll never go wrong. But when you're trying to do your own thing, well, go and do your own thing. But don't expect God to bless your mess, ma'am, sir. Do your thing. Do whatever it is you want to do. I say if you want to be blessed and you want to be in the perfect will of God, then you ask the spirit of God to lead you. And when the doors are closed, don't put your foot in it. Trying to help someone. 
Doors trying to close. People were like, no, I'm going to put my foot in there and keep that door open. Don't do that. Doors closed. Let the doors close. Because if then somebody once said, if one door closes, God got another one open. Isn't that right? And that's practical stuff, y'all. Put some feet to your faith. Finally, our last point, our outline, we got to do it. The Holy Spirit is given to believers as a down payment. Y'all still with me? Say amen. As a down payment or a guarantee of our future. Glo- I love this point of our future glorification in Christ. The Holy Spirit is given to believers as a down payment or a guarantee of our future glorification in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter one in verse 22 reads, who also sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as what saints a guarantee. Second Corinthians one The word guarantee also translates earnest like in earnest money. You know, when I was a kid, my mom couldn't afford to, you know, buy clothes like that. You know, she was a single parent. You know, she worked in a meat, packed hot dogs. I like to tell she packed a high-grade ballpark Franks. Y'all remember those hot dogs? They plump when you cook them. Remember that? I tell you all the time, that's why I don't eat a hot dog. Okay. Folk be like, oh, come to the barbecue. We're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers. on. You're going to have hot dogs. I don't eat hot dogs. The reason I don't eat hot dogs is because my mom worked for the place where they packed the hot dogs. And when we didn't have no cereal for breakfast, we had hot dogs. Kids going home, get a snack, a tasty cake, butterscotch crimpet, tasty cake. We go home and get a hot dog. <laughs> like, let me tell you something. Pastor Ryan, you know, eat no hot dogs. Don't you invite me over your house with no hot dogs, okay? Because I, I had to say, well, praise the Lord, I'll have a bowl of cereal. It's kind of weird. <laughs> So we didn't have money like that. My mom, and some of y'all remember this, you could lay your clothes away. You remember that? You could, you could buy like $100 worth of clothes, and that was a lot back then, and you could lay them away. You could put down $5, $10, whatever, and then you could make payments, like weekly payments. Again, this was before like credit cards and, 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 and what is it, one paycheck company where you can go get your paycheck before you get your paycheck. What was it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Did y'all know that? I just learned this. You can go to the paycheck place and get your paycheck, your money from your paycheck, before you get it. Then when you get your paycheck, you got to come and give them your paycheck plus 100% interest <laughs> or something like that. Okay, this is before those days, right? And so the whole point of layaway or the whole point of a deposit lies, watch this, in future intention. It lies in future intention. When you put your money down on something, that showed your intent to come back. Saints, I'm almost done. God loves us so much, he put a deposit down, the Holy Spirit, which says God intends to come back for his purchase and carry the transaction to its end. And that is why, I'm trying to come in for a lane, and that is why 
I believe the Bible teaches eternal security. That once you receive Christ and you truly are born again, I do not believe that you can lose your salvation. And it doesn't matter what I believe. I believe the Bible teaches that you cannot lose your salvation because if you can lose your salvation, we are eternally secure. If you can lose your salvation, then God would have to forfeit his down payment of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God's investment in you. That's good news, right? That's good news. Among many reasons, we don't have time today, of why we cannot lose our salvation. The bigger question, the overarching question is not whether you lost your salvation, but did you ever have it? Because just because you walk down front and drop a few tears and snot and sneeze and wipe and carry on and go back, oh, thank you, does not mean you're saved. We know that you are saved by the fruit from your life. Okay? So let's talk about that the next time. God is so determined to take his children to heaven He sends the Holy Spirit, watch this, to begin the process. And think about it like this. At the moment that you give your life to Jesus, God gives you the Holy Spirit. And that begins the process of taking us from here to there. The only way to get to there from here is to possess the Holy Spirit, is to be born again. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.